0: Triple M, Mining HQ, brought to you by the WA Mining Conference and Expo, October 12 and 13.
1: Hello and welcome to Mining HQ, your go-to show for everything happening in the mining industry. Coming up on today's edition, I'll be sitting down with CEO of Voltaic Resources, Michael Walsh. But first, Chris LaMessia, chats to Coram Fly FlyOne founder. Electric flight is now a reality with no burning of fossil fuels. It's the beginning of a brand new era and Corum, who is a passionate aviator, gives us the lowdown. Good morning, Chris.
0: Hey, Pablo. Good morning to you. On the phone, we have someone you spoke to oh, maybe a couple of months ago about e-bikes and e-scooters, Coram Ellis. Good morning, Coram. How are you?
2: Good morning. Very well.
0: Well, we're talking about something a little bit different today too, but it has the uh, the e-factor. So you're the founder of Fly One, is that correct?
2: Yeah, yeah. Fly One or Fly On E. It's a little bit of a, a pun there. Uh, can be said either way so we're talking about
0: electric aviation you're an operator and an innovator now now is it like one hour at the moment that you can fly with the battery limitation
2: yeah there's uh, what we've got is a a variety of aircraft coming out in the near future uh, different designs different capabilities and the first of those aircraft that are available now and we're operating in West Australia today is, and it's a sport aircraft, it's fairly modest in size, uh, a typical trainer-sized aircraft, two seats, and quite small and easy to manage. And that particular aircraft has been built specifically with an operational time of about an hour, which has kept the cost and the weight down, uh, which helps make it a really good trainer aircraft. Then future aircraft, which we'll have very, very soon, maybe about 2023, there'll be a bigger version which has a a little bit of a longer flight time, which will enable about 300 kilometre range, is and the, that'll be a four-seat aircraft.
0: Is this the the Italian model, the Pipistrello Velis the, Electro? The,
2: Yes, the Italian one is the one we have now. They've got a couple of models, some, an Alpha, Alpha 2 and Velus. Uh, we've got a few of the Electro models here in stock operating now in Australia. With uh, There's uh, one in Queensland, two in West Australia and one in South Australia. So we're starting to get a little bit of a spread of electric aviation. And this is the, the first aircraft of many that you'll see starting to enter service in the next few years.
0: Absolutely brilliant. So for the mining industry, what could this mean?
2: Yet yeah, a little electric aviation is a little way off from fulfilling any larger scale transport needs. The challenge with electric aviation is one of weight, which is a typical challenge, and always has been in aviation the more weight you need to get off the ground uh, the more solid the the structure of the airframe needs to be, which adds more weight, which requires more power, uh, which needs more fuel, which adds more weight, which requires more power. (laughs) So you go around in this little circle loop of, of fighting physics. So with electrical aviation, we've got an extra little challenge in that the batteries are quite heavy and we're leaving the ground with full weight or full fuel at all times and we're landing with full fuel as well. So given the battery technology where it is at the moment, the current energy density of batteries. Uh, versus their weight we uh, the only way the physics kind of stack up in favor of electric aviation at the moment is in the smaller sector with two four or six seat aircraft but you can expect that to change pretty rapidly over the next three to eight years and we should see maybe some 19 seat longer range electric or hybrid so maybe a electric hydrogen propulsion aircraft uh, rolling out before 2030 for sure. So there will be some larger transport options very soon.
0: So Coram, I've got to ask you, what was it like? Can you cast your mind back your, to your very first experience being inside this uh, electric a, well electric plane? Yeah, how
2: was it? The electric plane. Yeah, it's it's my reaction was typical to most people. A lot of the people that come and fly the Planar existing pilots and aviators, they're experiencing the electric plane out of interest. And the immediate reaction from everyone is how smooth it is because light sport aircraft, are they're very lightweight and they're they are not like a big heavy contraption so you feel the motor a lot. There's a lot of vibrations and shudder through the aircraft, especially on power up as you go to take off. With the electric, just like an electric car, the power comes on smooth and fast and quiet and you just go forward. There's no, there's no shake or shudder. Uh, you don't smell all the fuel and the uh, exhaust gases as well. And when you're at holding points on the runway, instead of the engine idling and making a lot of noise, you're just sitting there quite quietly with the prop stationary. Uh, So it's a a lot more peaceful and you've just got a a slippery, glassy sort of flight experience.
0: Now, Coram, what sort of height can you get to with this uh, e-aeroplane?
2: The current... Operating aircraft that we have, the Pipistrel Electro, has a flight ceiling of 12,000 feet, so you could climb quite high. We're typically taking off, particularly in Western Australia, we don't have much elevation, so we're not taking off from a very high height to start with. We're often close to sea level. You wouldn't necessarily fly that high in these sorts of aircraft because you use a lot of energy on the climb Uh, so to extend one's range and the maneuvering you can do uh, we normally stick to about three or four thousand feet for most of our flight missions which gives you a nice little view without using too much energy on the climb and uh, often gets you clear of that boundary layer of weather too which can sometimes be a little bit bumpy
0: well talking about views i know on youtube you recently flew over rottnest island which is stunning
2: yeah, there's some stunning places in and around Perth. Uh, we operate mostly from Jandicott where I'm doing the flights and then doing all of that uh, video footage content. We also operate from Murrayfield, which is near Mandra. There's a charge node there and we're having an official opening on the 8th of October of that charge node to enable Australia's first electric aviation charge node network. That's a little bit of a mouthful and then we'll be able to get some beautiful footage around in the mandra region as well because we'll be able to fly from chandacot to mandra recharge in that area and enjoy that little region and and get some stunning images there but up all up and down the perth coastline is just amazing and a really nice way to enjoy it is in the electric aircraft a little bit quieter uh, a little bit more peaceful than flying a normal light sport aircraft in the same area
0: and for the listeners of mining hq could they join you could they be aboard for a flight
2: Definitely and we're extremely motivated to get bums in seats. That's what this is all about. The more people that we can expose to electric aviation and and get flying, the better. Uh, the, There's a couple of flight schools that operate the aircraft. We've got a few embedded with different flight schools in Murrayfield at Mandurah and at Jandicott. And with those flight schools, you can book a trial introductory flight and go up with an instructor who will actually put you on the controls for a little bit and give you a trial at how to operate the aircraft. So we're in the light sport aircraft category which technically means we can't do joy flights but we can take people up for a trial learning flight and then hopefully in that process you get bitten by the aviation bug and you decide you absolutely must learn how to be a pilot and then you join the flight school and continue through your training and become a light sport aircraft operator learning predominantly in the electric but even if you learn in the electric you're then category you you've then a- achieved the light sport aircraft category uh, certificate so you can fly all light sport aircraft, petrol or electric.
0: How do they get in touch with you to book a flight?
2: There's links on our website at flyone.com.au forward slash Sky Academy and that's direct to our flight school partners where you can book a trial introductory flight directly from that page and select whichever is closest to you and then a a relevant trainer Uh, depending on who's available. We're flying seven days. Anytime the weather is under 15 knots of wind and clear and not rainy, we're up and flying. And we'd love to get more people into the flight school to experience electric and hopefully learn how to be a pilot.
0: Well, Coram, thank you for being on Mining HQ and we look forward to more advancements in e-aviation.
2: My pleasure. I look forward to bringing them to you. The following interview on Mining HQ is a
0: paid interview. A reminder, this may not be the right product for you and other goods and services may be available.
1: Michael Walsh, the CEO of Voltaic Resources, joins us on Mining HQ. Good morning, Michael.
3: Morning, Pablo. Now,
1: for me. Not a problem. Can you provide us a bit of an overview? If people are first hearing about you guys, uh, overview of the company. What, what do you guys mainly focus in and what's your focus for 2022?
3: Sure, yeah, we're a minerals exploration company. We listed on the ASX just a couple of days ago at Two Cents. And we have a large land holding in Western Australia. And we also have a smaller project in Nevada, USA, Our primary focus is our West Australian projects and our initial focus is our Gascoyne projects in the um, upper middle of Western Australia where we're alongside some peers like Dreadnought Resources, Hastings, Technology Metals, Red Dirt Metals, etc. So very active exploration hotspot right now and we also have some ground in Megathara.
1: We'll talk about those projects a little bit more, Michael. The primary focus after listing, what are the projects you're really honing in on?
3: Yeah, our two initial targets are Westwell Paddy's project, which is primarily a rare earth target, and also our tea tree project, which that's a lithium project primarily. And it's in this very active region right now. As I said, we're a long strike from peers like Kingfisher who are drilling at the moment. They've had some like nice successes, not of nice high rare earth numbers. And our ground is pretty much perspective for the exact same type of mineralogy. And then a bit further north, our tea tree project, uh, our lands our projects around uh, a package of land, which was recently acquired for 25 million by red dirt metals. So those guys obviously saw something very interesting and they acquired it from a private company. And our ground is perspective for the same type of lithium mineralogy that they're targeting at red dirt and the Hastings uh, project, the Yanjibana rare air project, that's only a couple of k's up the road from that project as well. So it's also perspective for rare, rare. So, Michael, now that you're
1: listed, what can investors expect over the next coming months? Yeah,
3: so we're, we're actually on the ground right now, up at the Gascogne projects, doing some field reconnaissance, some rock chip sampling and also ground through things, some old historical uh workings that were interesting to us in when we were putting the projects together uh so the over the next say three months there will be various releases covering the uh, rock chip assays that we we find and come back with and we're also planning some geophysical surveys to help us hone in on our drill targets so we do hope to be drill testing as uh, as soon as possible within the next six months and uh, the other projects that we have like the Mikatara and the Nevada projects, we will continue to do our desktop due diligence on those and we'll be hoping to drilling those next year.
1: If you would like to find out more, you can jump online at voltaicresources.com. That's V-O-L-T-A-I-C, resources.com. Michael, appreciate your time today on Mining HQ. Thanks very much.
0: The Mining HQ Podcast. Brought to you by the WA Mining Conference and Expo, October 12 and 13.